Hello and welcome to episode 47 of North Point Plus. 47 is a lot. I know. We're inching inching closer to 52. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. Just get it get it to a year. To make it to a year. And, and then it'll go off the rails. Who that, knows what will happen it'll with It'll just explode virtually. Yeah. Who knows what will happen with North Point Plus at that point. Uh, welcome to North Point Plus. This is our follow-up podcast uh, where we uh, get together again. Uh, we gather together on Sunday mornings uh, and have a time of worship, diving into God's Word, um, just having fun together as a church. And this podcast allows us to keep having fun together, uh, keep diving into conversation, answering questions, and wrestling with stuff as we dive into God's Word. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Adkins. You Tim- are the only host, aren't you? Well, I'm one of them. <laughs> Sometimes other people host. <laughs> if, if you're preaching, somebody else hosts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and to my left, uh, Rancher Rick. <laughs> Rancher Rick. As you've yeah. been dubbed on social media. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I actually thought I should have worn my cowboy hat today. That would have been fun. It's a lost opportunity. Rancher Rick. Rancher Rick. That's what I, that's what I called you on social media. That that's, we were we were not anticipating an appearance from Rancher Rick well, on stage. Did you um when you were a kid, did you ever get Ranger Rick? Well, that's what like it, it came to my mind because I, I kept wanting to call you Ranger Rick. I don't yeah. know what that is. Ranger Rick's a magazine oh. that's uh, National Geographic or something for, for oh, preschoolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it when I was a kid, and um, back in the days when I was a dean of church camp, that was my name. That's <laughs> Ranger, Ranger Rick. <laughs> Ranger Rick, can we do this? Ranger Rick, can we do that? No, I did not think of that. Yeah, Rancher <laughs> but, Rick. Uh, I like Rancher Rick. Well, speaking of that, all needs a horse. <laughs> Gosh. Speaking of that, you spoke on Sunday. I did, uh, and you played dress up, and uh, I did <laughs> play dress up. <laughs> That's how I like to put it. Uh, talk to people. Why did you? Uh, why was there a coat rack on stage? Why were you? Why were you playing dress up? Why did Ranger Rick and Rancher Rick make, make an appearance? <laughs> <laughs> mostly, not mostly, because Paul said in the passage of scripture that we looked at in Colossians chapter three, he said, "Clothe yourselves yeah. with a bunch of stuff," and. Um, why let a good image go to waste? <laughs> right. um, I, I was just really trying to visually stimulate yeah. everybody to say, oh, yeah, there are things that you can see yeah. from a long way away, things that distinguish you from other people. Yep. Um, and so it gave me a chance to put on my old ratty coat and gloves, <laughs> and my cowboy hat, and yep. put on my nice hat and my good overcoat. <laughs> Talk about my old overcoat. There's nothing better than a good overcoat. Uh, you I, know, mm. the clothes make the man or something like that. <laughs> yeah. In my, uh, in my time before North Point, when I used to wear professional clothes, and now I can wear superhero t-shirts, <laughs> uh, I used to wear a suit every day. Yep. And so I had a nice long overcoat. And yeah. gosh, it just... There's it does nothing, make you feel nice. There's nothing better than a nice long overcoat. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, we we talked a lot about uh, clothing yourself in basically the characteristics of Christ, and that's something that Paul talks about in a lot of letters. Is this kind of language of put off or take off the old, right? And put on the new, um, and so there's a lot of encouragement that comes with that. Um, is there anything in this message as you're looking back through it that you're like, oh, this is like this is the takeaway that I want people to stick with from this message. I, I actually was just thinking about it when I was, when I was coming in on my way over today and, and, um, and just thinking, I hope that, w- that we kind of walk away for each of us. There are individual items that Paul mentions. Yeah. Compassion, kindness, um, uh, humility, gentleness, patience, yep. bear with each other, forgive one another, 
over everything, put on love, yeah. be thankful. Um, for all of us, I think there are different things that stick out to us that, that, um, that we think, oh man, that's, that's a piece of clothing I really need to concentrate on, mm. on um, having a parent in my life. Um, my, my takeaway walking over was um, how important each of those items are. That we that yeah. that if you walk around in a uh, you know in suit pants and a dress belt and dress shoes <laughs> and no shirt, right. um, th- something's not right. <laughs> yes. um, You're displaying so, your uniqueness, yeah, in the wrong way. <laughs> in the wrong way, yeah. So so if we don't have those qualities, any one of those qualities. Yeah. Man, there's a there's a big gap. And I won't go on stage <laughs> illustrating that physically. <laughs> Let me just tell you. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I was thinking about that, you know, as I was going back through the notes of the message. Um, there's that point where Paul talks to the church and identifies them as holy and dearly loved or yeah. beloved. Um, and it's so interesting. I was I was reading through and there's there's points where Paul talks to the church and in I think we even called the series, you know, it's Colossians Paul's letter to the holy saints in Colossae because that's what he identifies them as is there's these points where Paul identifies the church as being holy. Right. And then there's other points where he talks to the church and says that you need to be holy. And so you have this kind of, kind of what you talked about last week, this kind of already and And not not yet yet. where you're, you're called holy and you are holy because you're identified. You have the clothing of Christ and you're holy in that sense. And then you're also called to be holy by wearing the clothing of Christ. And that comes with all of the clothing, not just the dress socks. Right. <laughs> and pairing that with flip-flops <laughs> and then wearing a tank top and a blazer. <laughs> like, you're called to wear all of the clothing of Christ. And that's difficult. Um, yeah. It's, it's certain, like, there's certain pieces of clothing that we put on where it's like, oh, this feels like it's snug in areas where I don't want it to be snug. But that's what we're called to kind of conform to. Yeah, it's interesting to me in that already not yet stuff that we talked about last week that one of the things that didn't make it into the message was I wanted to just look at Colossians 3 and contrast that with mm. the fruit of the Spirit when Paul talks about it. Yeah. Because he says the fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Yeah. And and if you look at that original language, there is a sense in which Paul says um, the fruit of the Spirit is love, love expressed in joy, love expressed in patience, love expressed in kindness, gotcha. all those good things. Interesting. Um, and in Colossians 3, he says, love is the thing that that binds everything together. Yeah. Um, but in Colossians 3, he says, um, put on, hmm. holy, dearly loved, um, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, I'm trying to think through the order right now, <laughs> yeah. with humility, with gentleness, patience, um, bear with each other, forgive one another, be yeah. thankful. The, those lists are not identical, but they're really similar. Yeah. And love is the piece that kind of um, puts those together. But the already not yet thing is that Paul describes them as fruit in mm. Galatians. Fruit happens naturally. When the Spirit's mm. in us, it just, yeah. it just happens. But to the church in Colossae, he says, kill the, old, kill the bad stuff. Mm. And put on that there is a choice, and yet it is also fruit that right. comes. The more we yield ourselves to Jesus, the more it just happens naturally. Yeah, I love that. That's great.
good takeaway. Uh, and then there's also, I, I wanted to circle back and talk about this idea. It, it keeps coming up in Colossians that Paul keeps hitting on this idea of thankfulness. Yeah. Um, talked about it in Colossians 2, that to be to walk with Christ is to abound in thanksgiving. It comes yep. up here again in Colossians 3. And so it's this like this continual theme. Um, and so I wanted to hear you kind of unpack that as well of putting on the clothing of Christ comes with this thankfulness, thanksgiving that Paul talks about. Yeah, I, I think it, it's funny because we can choose to be thankful. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yep. we choose what we look at, and there are a whole lot of p- people who are unhappy because they look at what they don't have. Right. They look at what they think they need um, and think, oh, if I just had X, Y, Z, then I'd be thankful. Yeah. The flip side of that is that we have the ability to say, oh, man, look at everything I have, mm-hmm. no matter if that's a lot or a little, yep. and, and to have a spirit of thanksgiving. And it's in this passage, it's it's like it's just this little add-on that's that that's yep. thrown in there that says, "Oh yeah, be thankful too." Um, but <laughs> I think I think when we live um, wearing compassion, wearing humility, wearing kindness, wearing forgiveness, um, that that it just changes our outlook on the world, on, yeah. you know, on relationships, on on everything around us. And, and Thanksgiving is, is uh, something that just happens naturally as a result of that. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, having that come after everything in the list, especially Thanksgiving, I think, or not Thanksgiving, especially after forgiving yeah. um, is really notable. And, and I'm, I'm saying that as a transition because we'll talk about the thankfulness that comes with forgiveness because that's yeah. the questions that we have today deal with this concept of forgiveness, which I think out of everything in the passage, this is probably the piece of clothing that fits most tightly <laughs> on each of us. That yeah. it's, it's the hardest to kind of pull on and keep on because there's something about forgiveness that's just difficult to wrestle with practically in our lives. Um, so we got some good questions that deal with forgiveness um, that I want to dive l- into. L- let, me, let me just go image one more time. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, you know, I talked a little bit about, um, new clothes, Yeah, uh, new clothes are uncomfortable. We wear the old things cause they're comfortable because yep. we're used to how they feel yep. and we act the way that we act cause is that we develop patterns and it's just very comfortable to do that. Um, in one, in one of the things I read, it talked about when God gives us clothing, um, that doesn't fit, we can either chafe at that or we can adjust to it. Yep. And um, the thought occurred to me that when God gives us clothing, it may be a size or two too small because mm-hmm. we're fat. <laughs> yeah. It, because because we're fat in the wrong areas. Right. And right. there are things that we need to get rid of to put off so that that clothing fits us appropriately. Yeah. So uh, there's an yeah. image. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Because most of the time I buy clothes that are snug thinking, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. <laughs> uh, but gonna, yes, yeah. we buy it as a motivator. That's right. And then it sits in the closet. And then it sits <laughs> in the closet. That's correct. Yeah. I've uh, been there too many times. Uh, all right. So we got some questions uh, dealing with uh, th- uh, forgiveness. So the first yeah. question comes from Ethan. Uh, how do you balance the directive to continually forgive with our need to establish and maintain relational boundaries. Uh, and then he cites uh, the book Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud. But then the next question I think is worth addressing first because it will lead us back to this one. Yeah, uh, We had a question that comes in, what does forgiveness mean? And is it okay to limit time with people who are bad for our mental health? So I think it's it's worth starting there. What even is forgiveness? What is What is this thing that we're commanded to do and why is it so hard for us to do 
Why can't we just forgive? Yeah, um, forgiveness is at, at its core. It it is a choice and it's an attitude. It yeah. it is that we, um, when we fail to forgive, sometimes a negative description is better. When we fail to forgive, it's because we hold on to something tightly. We hold on to hurt that we've experienced in the past or that we've seen other people. Um, experience, and we think that person doesn't deserve that forgiveness, mm. and so we hold on to it. We have to make a choice to forgive, and 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 I think one of the best pictures is that we literally take what we've held in a closed hand yeah. and we release it. Yeah. We let it go. It doesn't mean that that absolves that person of that behavior. It doesn't mean that it was that we're saying it was right. It just means I'm not going to hold on to that yeah. and count that and, and let that bubble to the front of my mind every time I interact with that person. Yeah. Um, that's that's a really, really important thing. And hmm. and so when we forgive, it really does um, free our hearts from this burden that's just there that comes because we feel like we've been wronged or some stuff that's happened that's out of our control that we should have control over that there there really is a the um oh boy it's been 24 hours since i preached but the the what was the word that i used to say it's it's really presumptuous yes yep it is really presumptuous to think if god can forgive mark and i can't Mm. That I, I'm saying I'm better than God. You have, I, I you know, have better sense of justice than God does. Than God does, and that's just really scary. Presumptuous was the best word I could come come up with. Yeah, no, I love I love that picture, and I think that's that's the best thing we can do is is go back to uh, Jesus' example of forgiveness. So, if I'm called to forgive, how does Jesus forgive? Because this is a conversation that's come up um, even amongst my life and amongst my friends of okay, why. You know, when when we're called to forgive, you know, we we just you know forgive and forget. And that's the phrase that's right. often thrown around. You, you yeah. know, you just forgive and forget and move on. But when Jesus and God have to forgive, then they have to go through this process of enacting justice through Jesus taking on sin on the cross, and all this stuff takes place. But you just have to forgive and forget. And I think someone explained it. Some pastor somewhere explained it in just the best way possible that to forgive for Jesus to forgive was to absorb all of the hurt and pain and treason that was committed against God. So it's not this, I just forgive and forget and I move on. It's to absorb all of the hurt into himself. And so for you to forget, let's say I've wronged you, that's what it means for you to forgive is to, I have hurt you. And instead of forgetting and moving on from that friendship and letting it die, you absorb that hurt and that pain and let that go, like you, you talked about. You're you, not holding yeah. on to that bitterness. You're not holding on to wishing uh, ill will against the other person, right. constantly thinking about like, oh, I just can't believe they did that to me. You just absorb that hurt, and then it goes, like that's the process of it going away. So I thought that was interesting of drawing that comparison of how Jesus forgave is how we are called to forgive. There's not a difference between that type of forgiveness, which is why in this passage Paul says forgive as you have been forgiven right. by God. Yeah, and when we, when we do that, when, when, we, um, when we absorb that and allow Jesus to carry it, yep. that's, that's where the release comes. In, yep. in, in recognizing, yeah, that was incredibly hurtful to me. Right. 
and yeah, that pain's real. We don't discount that. Correct. Yep. But we see with a bigger picture than than that than what happens in that momentary event, and letting that last forever. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah that's great perspective. So then let's let's go back to the original question. Yeah. When we forgive, how do we balance that with the need or the the desire that we would have of establishing proper boundaries. Are we saying we can't establish boundaries anymore because uh, let's say Rick and I have some sort of a tenuous relationship and I've been abusive in our rela- in our friendship and you've forgiven me. Does that mean you just have to let me be abusive to you forever? How do we, how do we work through that aspect of boundaries and forgiveness? Yeah, that's a great, great question. The forgiveness is a choice that we make. Um, that is about what's happened. It's, it's about how we're treated, that kind of thing. We choose to let that go. That doesn't mean that, that we can't have good boundaries that, that maintain safety, that yep. um, relational health, all those kind of things. Um, for me to forgive someone who's hurt me doesn't mean that they automatically come back into the center circle of my life. And, sure. and, and are there where, where that can happen over and over again. It does mean that when I see them, that's not going to be the first thing I think of anymore because I've let it go. I've, right. I've released that. Right. I, I often say when I'm, when I'm counseling, particularly in marriage, there's a difference between forgiveness and trust. Forgiveness is a choice that we make. Yep. Trust is something that's reestablished one, one, um, one decision at a time. Yep. So you... You do something and and um, and and prove that you're trustworthy. You live that out. Yeah. Um, in a relationship where there's been a lot of hurt, once there's once you have chosen to forgive, you might inch back into that relationship one step at a time. Yep. Um, and and as that person um, lives out a healthy relationship with you, uh, you they they have. Um, deeper access again, yeah. Um, but make no mistake about it, um, there is always, there will always be things that happen in any relationship that cause hurt and pain yeah. that you need to forgive. And the question mm-hmm. is, are you going to be a person who's known for forgiveness yeah. or not? Are, is that going to be what people see from a distance? Are right. they going to say, oh, they, yeah, that's that red shirt of forgiveness yeah. that that they're wearing all the time? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me let me push it further. Let okay. me let me keep asking the questions that I that that come up in in the conversations I have with people. So you really expect me to forgive someone when they keep abusing my trust, when they keep hurting me, they keep hurting my family, they keep hurting my friends, they keep talking behind my back, they keep doing these things. You don't know what's been done to me. You don't know how hurtful these things have been, and you expect me to just blanket forgive. Do I expect you or does God expect you yeah. to forgive? I, that, the, the bottom line is, um, Paul says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Mm. Have you done all those things to God? Yeah. Over and over yeah. and well, over again. What's the thing that God left unforgived on your account? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's um, nothing. <laughs> right. So, so Jesus, when he says to, to Peter... Seven times seven, or seventy times seventy, or yeah. you know whatever that number is, there is this um, spirit of grace and forgiveness that comes. That again doesn't mean that you open yourself up to be 
hurt and wounded and all that kind of thing. But I think when we live in a live with a spirit of forgiveness, yeah. what happens in that is that we we relinquish control to be the exactor of justice. Hmm. And 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 when we do that, and somebody comes back and does it again, it's kind of like. Oh man, there you go again. <laughs> but the wound is not as deep because we've already released it. Yeah. Um, when when um, when we don't let go of that, the wound just gets deeper and deeper and deeper with each time. When yeah. we actually, when we really do forgive and we see beyond um, just the action, uh, you know, the the whole hurt people, hurt people kind yeah. of thing. Yep. When we, when we understand their story and why they're doing the things that they're doing, all of a sudden. Um, it it just is lessened because we're governed by the spirit of forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know if you think if you think about in a marriage, um, it's it's always remarkable to me to think that all of us have fatal flaws. All of us have things that are just deplorable about who we are. Yep. And if we're married. Someone has the ability to see past those things and love us, anyways. If mm-hmm. it's a healthy marriage, yeah. Um, how is it that they do that? Well, they're able to see with a bigger picture, and yeah. and and that doesn't discount th- those things that are that are unhealthy in us, right? Um, but it allows them to kind of see past that and to forgive. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, as you're talking about it, you know, this, this concept of forgiveness, a a symptom of forgiveness, I would say would be, you know, that concept you talked about of, of not letting it be the first thing you think of when you interact Mm -hmm. with that person. I I don't know. The convicting thing for me is like, gosh, do I really even forgive people? (laughs) Like, (laughs) man, I can think through my life of like the the interactions I've had with people, the ups and downs. And it's like, man, eventually like when I interact with people, it's like that thing comes up and it's like, oh gosh, that does still annoy me. And I think that's a gut check for me of like, gosh, yeah. have I really actually forgiven that person? And I think the the flesh, you know, if we're, if we're staying in the, the, the verbiage that Paul talks about in Colossians, you know, the flesh part of me, my old self kind of thinks like, you know, maybe they don't really deserve to be forgiven yet. <laughs> and so you kind of justify your action of not forgiving. Um, but again, you know, I, I wanted to, to circle back to this concept of thankfulness because I think when you understand what you have been forgiven of and the thankfulness that inevitably comes from that, that I look at all of the things I've, all of the ways I've treated God, all the choices that I have intentionally made that hurt God's heart, that went against his design and God blanket forgave me of all of those things. Then how can I look at, especially within the church, that that's what really gets me is forgiving brothers and sisters in Christ that are in the church with you um, to look at a fellow brother or sister in Christ and be like, I don't think I can forgive you. It's like, you know, they are forgiven. <laughs> like, right. you know, they're united with you in Christ. And we're presumptuous enough to be yeah. like, I'm not ready to do it yet. Is yeah. incredibly prideful that I yeah. see in myself. <laughs> yeah. I When I think back about, um, wounds that I have, relational wounds mm. from from people that have have hurt me deeply. Yeah, and I've had to try and figure out, okay, how do I how do I um, how do I forgive them? Mm. the The most practical thing that I've done for me to help to help work through that process 
has been every time I feel that feeling yeah. to pray for him. Mm. Because I can't pray for them, pray for God's best to happen to them, pray yeah. for God to use them if they're a follower of Jesus, pray for God to get a hold of them if they're not a follower of Jesus. I can't yeah. do that and still harbor that 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 <laughs> spirit right. of, of uh, right. anger and um, uh, injustice, yeah. you know, whatever it is. And so that that would be that would be my um, yeah probably. That that really is my go-to thing. There's there's stuff that's happened years ago that still sometimes when I feel like when I think about a particular individual that I think, um, or and sometimes it's not even um, when I think about my life. Um, some people who have have hurt me deeply, but in in a couple of cases, it's people who I felt like should have intervened. Mm. and protected me sure. and didn't that, that that that's hard to forgive it's like why yeah. weren't you doing what you were supposed to do and i wouldn't have had to go through all this junk yeah um if you would have just done that and i don't understand it, yeah. that it's it's hard for me to forgive because i don't understand but when i can pray for them yeah it changes perspective to when i when i pray for them it, it you know the holy spirit just says rick you don't know what's going on in their life at that point in time. Mm. Yeah, you think <laughs> you think you're God. You know, uh, th- yeah. Th- there really is that sense when we genuinely pray. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. No, I love that. That's a great. That's a great call to action. And I think that that's a good reminder in the midst of going through the process of forgiveness. That again, you know, as we're talking clarifying things, to forgive is not to say what they did was okay. Right. What they did was justified. What they did doesn't matter anymore. That's not what forgiveness means. And, and, and it's not to ignore the pain that you experienced in that. Right. Yeah. The pain's real. The hurt's real. What happened there is not being uh, justified in that sense. Um, and so there is this real process of not living, I don't know, for, for me, forgiveness looks like not living in bitterness towards that person. Right. Um, even in the midst of working through, you know, if you have spousal abuse, that's really hurtful. That's really <laughs> tragic. Yeah. That's not a good situation. That's not what God's design is for marriage. And there can still be love and forgiveness in the midst of that, where the person doesn't carry bitterness and still works to establish boundaries and still works to bring accountability right. um, and work to find healing. Um, and I think of other relationships within the church where there can be real uh, obstacles that need to be overcome that can be done without this air of bitterness that we tend right. to carry. Um, and I'm speaking that for like from my own heart. I can say right. bitterness when names come up or I see faces where it's like, Ugh. it's like, no, you don't have to carry bitterness with you. That's what Paul's talking about is all of this stuff that putting on kindness and gentleness and bearing with one another. That's the, I think that's what Paul sees in the church. Yes. Yeah. You're, the whole point of the church is that you do this united, and when you're bitter towards each other, you just break apart what God's bringing together. Yeah. I I don't know if I communicated it um, with the strength that I wanted to yesterday morning, but in the in the in the original language in the Greek, it's there's just something so interesting about when it um, love is what uh, is what binds all these things together yeah. and the peace of God comes and be thankful that that the language in there points to 
us individually, but collectively as well. Mm. The, um, so th- there is a sense in which individually we all need to do those things. We, we need to be characterized by love. We need, yeah. to, um, we need to bear with each other. We need to forgive. We need to do all those things. But, but also that those are the characteristics of the body of Christ. Mm. So when Jesus said, you know, this is, this is how everybody's going to know that you're my disciples, mm. by the way that you love one another. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. So hopefully that's a, a, a good crash course on forgiveness yeah. for people. I, I, it's it, it's certainly one of those articles of clothing that I think most followers of Jesus would say, yeah, that's probably one of the clothing that's that's not the most comfortable. Yeah. But gosh, it's so good to wear because especially if you're someone that has walked through this process of forgiving something that's really difficult to forgive and you can see the other side of of moving through an obstacle that seems insurmountable um, and being able to walk through that in forgiveness and preserve relationships and get rid of bitterness and take on love and gentleness and kindness and bring about the peace of Christ in that. Like, man, what an amazing testimony to the work of God that you have in your life. Yeah. um, If you're watching, um, uh, let me just encourage you to Google a guy named Matt Swatzell, Mm -hmm. S-W-A-T-Z-E-L-L. He's a firefighter. In 2006 in Georgia, he had worked a 24-hour shift. Um, he was he was exhausted. They had had multiple runs during the 24 hours. He hadn't gotten any sleep. And as he's driving home, he just nods off enough that he goes left left of center, mm. hits a car head on. That that the driver is a a woman who is seven months pregnant and has her 19-month-old baby in the car. Mm. And 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 Swatzel, um, the accident um, killed the mom and the baby that she was carrying, but not the 19-month-old. And um, it, uh, tragic, tragic story. You know, yeah. uh, you think if you think about her husband, the lady's name was June um, Fitzgerald, um, and her husband's name was Eric. And you think it's just hard to comprehend the devastation that happens in that. Yeah. The, um, the prosecutor came to, to uh, Fitzgerald and said, do you want to pursue the maximum penalty of the law about, uh, um, for Swatzel? Mm. And, um, Fitzgerald said to the prosecutor, no, enough lives have already been ruined. Mm. Um, we don't need one more. And so he asked for leniency and, um, and Swatzel got um was was sentenced to community service and a fine uh, mm. so he didn't do any jail time um two years after the accident um Swatzel went to buy a card for Fitzgerald just a sympathy card to just express his um uh, his sympathy for what he had done and um Fitzgerald came out of the store while Swatzel's in the parking lot with this card mm. And, and just crying as he looks at the card hmm. and realizes the devastation that he's caused. Fitzgerald sees him, comes to, comes to his truck, and, um, and, and he gets out and he just simply hugs him. Didn't say anything, just hugged hmm. him. And, um, and then they proceeded to talk for the next two hours. Um, just talk about what they had experienced, what had happened, all, all the stuff associated. You can imagine what that conversation was like. Mm. And at the end of that, um, Fitzgerald said to him, 
I, f- I feel like we need to stay in touch. Like we need to, that this isn't just a one-off kind yeah. of a uh, deal. And um, Swatzel said, yeah, the same thing. I, I feel the same thing. Hmm. And so they began to, uh, to get together and hang out. And um, in the, there's a, a video interview of them that was done on one of the major news sources. And it was done, I think, four or five years ago, something like that, um, that you can discover. It's just a powerful story. Hmm. The bottom line is, 10 years into the future, um, Swatzel has gotten married, has three kids. Fitzgerald has remarried and, um, and has a son has has a child I'm not sure if it's son or daughter that was born on the due date of the baby that um died in the in the wreck which is mm. just incredible and the daughter is now probably graduated from high school I think if if I do the math right but their families have become intertwined they spend holidays together hmm. and um and you can watch the video of of the girl when she's 12 or 13 Running around and playing with Swatzel's kids, Gosh. and um, and and she says on camera, she says, "I just want people to know he's not a bad person. Mm. What he did was bad, but he's not a bad person." And um, the forgiveness that they extend is just incredible. Yeah. When you when you think, okay, who has a greater right? Mm to be angry and bitter for the rest of their life about um, a random act that someone did because they were not attentive because that, you know, be, you know, right. it was, it was his fault, clearly his fault. Um, and it took the life of his wife and his unborn child who better would, would have the reason to right. not forgive. Yeah. And Fitzgerald chose to forgive, and the end result of that it, um, doesn't lessen the fact that June, right. that June Fitzgerald died, that he lost a baby. It doesn't lessen any of that, but it allows them to see life in a completely different light because yeah. of that forgiveness. Yeah, gosh, what a powerful story! Check it out. It's it's good. It's good. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and and, and that's what we're called to do. That's. Right. Um, that it's it is remarkable, you know, when you see something like that and you think, "Oh, they said bad things about me." <laughs> I think yeah. I can probably let that go. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's the I don't know. There's again I, the thing that God keeps speaking to me through this series of Colossians is like, "Do you really believe what my word yeah. says?" Yeah. And there's so many examples of like, well, yeah, you're called to forgive the hard things and things like that. that it just seems like there's this supernatural level of forgiveness. And it's like in the life of a follower of Jesus, that is what it's supposed to right. look like. <laughs> like you're supposed to be followed by these stories and circumstances of, I don't know, like that seems impossible. And Jesus helped me do it. Right. Like you said, who has more justification to look at someone in court and say, absolutely, pursue the maximum yeah. charges possible? This guy like has everything dotted and crossed for that situation and chooses forgiveness instead because of this supernatural Holy Spirit empowerment of forgiveness. Like, yeah, and, and, when you, and when you watch that story, the thing to me that just really sticks out is you don't get to a place that you're spending holidays together and your families are intertwined mm. without the initial decision to say, I'm going to let it go. 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to choose to forgive. And we don't know um, what life looks like on the other side of where we are until we, until we extend that forgiveness. Yeah. God does incredible things. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Um, that's all we have in terms of questions. <laughs> that's easy. So uh, is there anything else you want to leave people with uh, for Colossians 3, um, really your last two weeks of yeah. Colossians 3, uh, 1 through 15, I think. Yeah. Kill the bad stuff. Yeah. Wear the right clothes. Yeah. Um, and, and just wear them consistently. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the calling that we have to, to make those right choices. Yeah. Compassion. Kindness, humility, gentleness, yep. patience, bear with each other, and forgive. Yeah. Put on love over the top. Yeah. It's a good look. It never goes out of style. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, you've been waiting for that. <laughs> I got it. I got the closer. <laughs> yeah. On clothing, that note. Your clothing never goes out of style. We're not saying anything else. We're closing there. Ending on a high note. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. Uh, Rick, thanks for your time. Yep. Appreciate it. Uh, be sure to do all the good social media stuff. Comment on the video. Uh, keep the conversation going. Let us know your thoughts. Ask more questions. That's always fun to engage in that. And uh, share the video with someone. Uh, maybe not the person that you're trying to forgive. <laughs> maybe just share it with yourself. I yeah. like that note. Actually, we're circling back. I like that note that you put in the message of you might think of someone else that needs to hear this. Oh, man. And it's probably more for you than it is for them. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that was real life because I just kept thinking, oh, this person needs to hear that. Oh, this person needs to hear that. Yeah. And I need to hear it. Yep. Me yep. too. Yep. <laughs> Me yep. too. Yep. Awesome. Thanks again for your time. We'll see you next week.